the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. All right, everybody, welcome. Come on in. Wrapping up the first week of early voting. Ooh, what an adventure that has been. What an adventure yesterday was. Life without cell phones. Various things happened in the news yesterday, some of them space-related. So, you know, I was dorking out on that around dinner time yesterday. I'll share with you what we as a country did for the first time in over 50 years and why that's a big deal and an interesting uh, text conversation I had with somebody thereafter. We're going to share all kinds of things with each other today. So to share things in our direction, 866-660-5759. That's how you call us. That's how you text us, 866 660 Five seven five nine, but no phone line, no text line, just radio technology to get this message to you. <clears throat> it's Friday. Wow, I feel good. I feel good. Ow, I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. You want me to say I feel good? I, I feel, feel good. good. I feel good. Ah! I would not. So good. So good. I got you. Born 80 years ago today, Beaumont, Texas, Johnny Winter, still alive and well, well not really, technically, Johnny passed in 14, Johnny and Edgar Winter striking in their musicianship and in their appearance, got the whole albino optics thing going. Just love them, love them separately. I mean, Edgar Winter Group, of course, Frankenstein, Freeride. Brother Johnny always, he sort of never left the the, the blues of, uh, of their Southeast Texas roots. So Johnny Winter's birthday would have been 80 today. All right. What do you want to do first? You want to look forward, look backward? Uh, let's do a little bit of both because my quite the eventful show yesterday, well, quite the eventful day yesterday is we all woke up and some of us had like zero bars like me. And, uh, and and it was indeed the um, the the wake up call, the touchstone on how how fused uh, to our lives our phones are, and and, and not not in any kind of uh, addicted to social media kind of way, but my ability to call Lisa on the way home, you know, from here, 
you know, you just said to me, what if I, you know, put my car in a ditch or something like that? Uh, what if, what, what if I, she, she just decided she wanted bread? What if anyone of an, I mean, what, what did we, what did we ever do? Oh, it was, uh, and, and it turns out it was a, a weird, it wasn't a Chinese hack, it appears. At least that's what, uh, that's what the government wants us to believe. Um, it, 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 there was a sunspot theory for a while, but, but the fingers are pointing at a glitch in a system-wide software update. Anyway, there's a little bit of little bit of journalism on that for the day after, so we'll uh, we'll take a peek at that. Uh, we were quite ahead of the curve for just about the last half of yesterday's show. I guess before we got too far into the eight o'clock hour. Uh, I, I said, I told you, I said, I want to do a deep dive into this, uh, this embryos are kids ruling out of Alabama, uh, because as a pro-life person, uh, the definition of my pro-lifeness is to, is to stop abortion, is to prevent growing and developing life, uh, from the carnage of abortion. Um, little trays of, um, fertilized embryos in a, in a freezer are not living, are not growing, are not developing. Leave them alone, nothing happens. If you've got a growing baby in the womb, leave that alone, you get a baby. That's a that's a big difference to me. And that's so for that reason, the Alabama embryos are kids thing was a bit of a disconnect because this is what the the words have meaning talk show, right? Haven't I told you that a million times? So I get it. I get and boy, do we have just the most wonderful back and forth with people who were kind of thinking as I was thinking, but kind of thinking, uh, you know, slippery slope. If we, if we decide we can create, you know, 27 embryos and throw 26 of them away so a childless couple can have a kid, do we really want to dispose of embryos like they're, you know, old lunch meat? I mean, that, that doesn't seem right. And, and those were very, very good points, too. And so today, the reason I bring it up is just to kind of send you to the podcast yesterday because we had uh, Dr. Joe Poyman of Texas Alliance for Life, and he was all about doing what Alabama had done, offering just those protections to uh, to, to fertilized embryos. Um, and that had some takers and had and, and had some critics, had some skeptics. Uh, it, it was pretty fascinating. Bottom line is, can a state do this? Of course they can. And, and of course, the left was just hair on fire. What? You know, you, you, if, if it's if they they can't believe that we protect actual babies. Now we're going to go back and protect uh, you know the, the the materials of human life, the building blocks of human life before there's even a baby. Guess what? Yes, we do in some cases. And if a state wants to do that, it absolutely can. And um, they so you want your state to do that? You want every state to do that? Uh, that's that's a conversation that can be had, and boy, did we! And it was it was it was really energizing uh, because, uh, while I suppose that was the sound of me saying I don't necessarily require that, um, by, by the same token, uh, and and Doctor Joe had some really good, reasonable, um, common ground, whatever you want to call it, and that is that maybe the problem is that we're disposing of these because if if I'm the guy sitting here saying that that does seem like a building block of human life human material there there that is that is not the same as a skin cell or a pinto bean and that the disposal of it as wantonly is is what and we had one caller say well how about if we just deal with it the same way we do other biological waste oh wow oh ouch no um but but it's also but also if it's like not 
an actual baby or, or even actual life. It's it's life to, by technical definition, right? That's 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 a fertilized embryo. That's that's life, right? But it's not living. Living means growing, means developing, and that's what's sort of been the the clarion call for me about life begins at implantation, the life that we protect, because that is growing, developing. Leave that alone, you get a baby. Leave the petri dish alone, you got a petri dish. But in that dish is is a building block of human life, which is not uh, like old newspaper to be thrown away. It was, so anyway, the the possible solution, and this one's tricky in the in vitro fertilization industry. Because it's going to be real expensive. Have you ever known any childless people who have done this? I have. It's crazy expensive. It doesn't always take. Sometimes you do indeed fertilize a dozen in order to get one or two. And then what do you do with the other 10? That is the the moral question at hand. Um, so since you get that kind of, of uh, conception crapshoot, uh, this is a tough solution for some people to hear, but it might be the way to do it. And that is to say we're only going to fertilize the ones we're going to use. That if, if you get that and, and if so, if it gets fertilized, it's going to get used, if not by you, but by somebody else. The adoption of uh, of embryos, which might mean you have some biological dad walking around with 15 kids in the state of Texas doesn't know it. But, uh, hey, uh, what do you like better, that or uh, or, uh, or 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 the wanton disposal of what is a, a building block of human life? That was so if, if, anyway, what happens on with that now? Uh I think you're going to get, maybe even this weekend, it's going to be offered as a gotcha question to every Republican they can find. Do you approve of the Alabama Supreme Court ruling? And as I try to do so often, there's no gotcha question if you have a good answer. And the good answer here is that this is what the Alabama court decided. It is absolutely legally and morally sound. Not every state may agree. But um, but 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 yes, that's something a state can do. And we as with as with many other things we could mention, uh, we leave these things uh, to the states. There you go. Ta-da. There's your perfectly good answer. All right. Here's our perfectly good thing to do as we approach this and other issues of the weekend to come. Lord, guide us and protect us. As we face the challenges of this new day, we thank you every day for this blessed nation and your hand in creating it. Fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would want to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge. Lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America where our Constitution is honored, our schools and public spaces are safe, our elections are reliable. Our borders work where we protect the unborn and we fight for the meaning and the intent of the two genders you created and where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill and our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. As we face each day's problems, give us the clarity to look around and cherish our many blessings in our nation, our great state of Texas, our communities, and our families. If we follow you, Lord, we know we can get through anything, and we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. Okay, what did America do yesterday, and how awesome was this just on the heels of, I guess it was was Thursday, Friday of last week, that our 9 o'clock hour was our two-part session with longtime Apollo flight director Gene Krantz. Uh, just the greatest. Go back and dig that off the podcast. It'll just put you back in the mind of the Apollo era where I live like all the time in my brain. Uh, and boy, was I there yesterday as for the first time in almost 52 years, 
America landed something on the moon. Now, there weren't any people on it. This was an unmanned thing. It was the Odysseus unmanned lander. They got to figure out what to call this thing. Odysseus is its name. That's what they call it. Uh, The Nova Sea is the type of spacecraft that it is. I am one is the name of, no, no, I am one, is the name of the mission. Uh, So intuitive machines, the Houston company that sort of put it all together and it had experiments and stuff on it. The idea being that, uh, as I have constantly reminded you, we are putting people back on the moon and it's going to take us a while. There've been some delays along that line. It'll probably be more than two years now before we have more human footprints on the moon. Uh, But as we do, we might set up some kind of base, some kind of existence there to see if there's stuff that can be mined, see if there's things that could be of benefit or just to explore for exploration's sake, which continues to be one of my favorite things. Anyway, if we're going to have a base, you got to ship stuff to it and unmanned things landing on the moon will be a big part of that, like a supply ship, like we send unmanned things up to the space station all the time. And so this would be the the lunar equivalent of that. Instead of going you know, up a couple hundred miles in space, you're going a quarter of a million miles to the moon. So the question was, now it's funny, since we landed something on the moon, it was the Apollo 17 lunar module when Gene Cernan and Jack Schmidt did the last moonwalks. Uh, in December of 1972. Since then, India, Japan, and China have landed stuff on the moon. Oh, look at that. And us, eh, not so much. But we did yesterday. We did yesterday. It was awesome. And it's down by a crater near the uh, lunar uh, South Pole. And it worked. I'm sitting there watching the stuff. I'm glued to the screen. It was like 5.30 or something. And, and they, they, they didn't, it was uncertainty and they didn't have the signal. And like, did it work? Did it not? Did it crash? And it was finally confirmed. It was now it's funny. Gene Krantz style uh, mission control imagery is a bunch of guys smoking cigarettes, wearing white short sleeve dress shirts and black ties and crew cuts. <laughs> okay, that's what you get when, you know, Apollo 13 emerges out of the clouds or, you know, when uh, the eagle has landed in uh, Apollo 11. Nowadays, it's it's nerds sitting around these high-tech consoles with their beards and, uh, and Snoopy mugs and uh, <laughs> they just all go nuts uh, at some point when the announcement is made. It's, it's the modern incarnation of mission success and I just loved it! And it was... It it was great. And I thought, okay, who do I want to talk to right now? And it occurred to me, how about the commander of the next American mission to the moon? Whoa, what? Do I have him in the, in my contacts? Yes, I do. And thank you, Congressman Jake Kelsey, for this. These Navy guys stick together. He said a buddy of his is, uh, is Captain Reed Wiseman, who will command uh, the next mission to the moon. Not to land, got to orbit it first, as Apollo 8 did before Apollo 11. Send people to the moon, whoop, whoop, orbit, come back. And that was going to be around Christmas time of this year. Well, then they had some things they need to work on, like the suits and the spacecraft. Yeah, I'd like for those to be uh, you know, good and, uh, and, and safe and, and well-made. Uh, so it looks like late 25 for that, for Reed Wiseman's mission to the moon to orbit and come back. He and uh, a crew of four. And it's like a... Uh, it, it, it's like a a, a reality show because you got a white guy, got a black guy, got a woman, got a Canadian. <laughs> Seriously, and so that's the crew uh, for 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 the the next moon mission, late twenty five, and it'll be twenty twenty six before um, uh, before we before we have more human footprints on the moon. So I've got Reed's number. So I said, Ben, wasn't this great? What a great day for America. And I said, can you come on the show tomorrow or do I need to, you know, run it through 27 layers of NASA bureaucracy? And he said, well, I'd, I'd love to, but I'm on the way to, I'm on the way to the Pacific. Hang on a second. And I'd love to, but I am on the way 
I'm, I'm going to be in the Pacific Ocean on a Navy ship for training. Currently in the air, headed there, beyond excited for this landing. And since he was on a plane, he wasn't as shackled to the breaking news as I was. I was able to tell him that the landing had been successful. How awesome is that? Trivia question. Who told the commander of the next American mission to the moon that this unmanned uh, landing had been successful? This guy. What? What? And at his enthusiasm, and then we dorked out together like schoolgirls and uh, sent him a picture of me and Gene Cernan, the last man to walk on the moon at the Frontiers of Flight Museum in 2013. Gene passed in 2017. There are four people who have uh, who who walked on the moon who, uh, of the 12 who are still alive. Buzz Aldrin. Uh, Apollo 15 Commander Dave Scott, uh, Apollo 16 Lunar Module Pilot uh, Charlie Duke, and Gene Cernan's uh, crewmate on 17 Jack Schmidt. And uh, these are in, uh, all this collection of people who have uh, made occasional appearances on this show, because that's what I do. So so here we are. The uh, Republic still hangs by a thread. Nikki Haley is still in the race, but for how much longer? Because she is going to be trounced by Trump on Saturday. Will that do anything? I'm going to say probably not. I think just for spite, she's going to hang in there until she is summarily trounced across America on uh, on Super Tuesday. I'll run that by Mike uh, and run a bunch of other things by Mike at 735 and run things by you all the live long morning. So glad to be with you. It is Friday. It is February 23rd. Great to have you here. Mark Davis, 660 AM, The Answer. Little Cheryl Crow, the self-evident good is good. Good is good and bad is bad. And lies are lies. Huh. But you don't know which one you have. So as we work our way into the newsroom and then uh, out of the newsroom and into our conversation with Mike Gallagher, just going to say, just going to say, <laughs> Uh, uh, our buddy Brandon Gill running in Texas 26, uh, is so, uh, repulsed by the uh, political weaponization of the FBI that he thinks the whole thing ought to be retooled, maybe sort of reshuffled from the ground up. Now, if someone wants to portray that as defunding the police, you may think about those people however you like. Brandon was involved with his uh, father-in-law, Dinesh D'Souza, in a, a couple of films of note, one of them called Police State. Uh, it is about the political weaponization of our justice system uh, against conservatives. So if someone wants to portray that as making a film that mocks the police, if someone wants to say that, then you may think about those people Exactly what you wish. You may think about this conservatives for American excellence in whatever way you think. I think I'm going to go to uh, Nikki's world here for a newscast and then see what's going on in Mike's talk show world for a Friday. So stick around. Lots more to come. 731. I'm Mark Davis. Call me, says Debbie Harry of Blondie. Good luck Everybody with that calling yesterday. you yesterday. No, no. You weren't calling Alicia. She oh, needed bread. It was she needed bread. Crazy. And you were nowhere <laughs> right. to be found. <laughs> See, and, it, and, it, and it killed me. <laughs> it was 10. Now, I was looking at all the cities that were affected. Now, you're in New York. Uh, no, you're not in New York yet. 
I'm in Tampa right. today, but boy, am I about to get on a plane. Yeah. I'll tell you about that. Oh, in a moment, okay, so. well, so like, <laughs> yes, you will. So, <laughs> does it show? Is it? I mean, listen. If all of a sudden all of our cars don't work. We could understand the bummer of that. I, I'm not fused to my phone and in the glow of its screen and at the expense of normal life. But the notion of being able to call Lisa, call Rhonda, call you if I you know want to throw something back and forth. The ability to not do that was a just a gut punch yesterday. What did that say about society? A good well, thing, bad thing? Is, I don't know. It, do, it does remind us about the threat of, uh, and this is something that, you know, many, many Americans live in fear of, mm-hmm. an EMP, a dreaded electromagnetic pulse attack mm-hmm. from one of our adversaries. We are so reliant on this kind of technology, and it, I, I'm really not very um, assured to hear, oh, well, it wasn't a hack, but it was a uh, a glitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the ticket. It was a glitch. Yeah, affecting the country. God forbid we have that kind of glitch over traffic lights, over um, water purification, hey, over air control systems and air traffic control. Um, it's uh, it's a bitter remind. And incidentally, not to mention electric cars. Um, anybody's ever been in a Tesla, that's a computer on wheels. Oh, my. I mean, and I rent Teslas a lot, and I've been in a lot of Teslas because I think they're fun to drive. Uh, it's a blast to have a, a Tesla, but everything is a glitch. When something goes off in the car, you know what they want you to do? And a Tesla owners know this. You push both of the knobs on the steering wheel and essentially reset your car. Now that fix and that does, by the way, just like anything else in life, it fixes it. It almost always fixes it. But when you're doing that to your car and you're barreling down the highway at 75, 80 miles an hour and something's glitchy, that's a problem. That's a big old problem. A scene so. in a recent movie. I don't know if we talked about it. Do we talk about Leave the World Behind with Julia Roberts and Mahershala Ali? Where, where, where weird things happen, where they're all on the beach, and there's a tanker that seems to be, is that thing coming toward the shore, like a massive tanker? And yes, it is, and that's just the beginning oh. of various weird things that happen. It was pretty good, pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, but one of the like things that like happens that. is all the Teslas go nuts. There, there's just a, a massive, like, running of the bulls in Pamplona, except it's Teslas ramming into each other. And that was um, a lot oh, of people say that. Listen, you don't think that can happen with all the self-driving and the auto-driving yep. and, and all that? I, I mean, listen, I once took one from Tampa to Orlando. Mm-hmm. I never put my foot on the gas or the brake one time. Oh, no. And that's a 90-mile uh, drive. I can't do And this. it can be done. I mean, it, it can be. Hey, when they work, it's fun uh, and it's great. And when they don't, if people they die. Don't, it's like the Terminator Part uh, 9. Well, speaking so of travel, you are New York bound. And is there a story ahead of time? Nope, I'm not New York bound. Um, you know, it's been kind of fun to see people guessing where I'm going to be next week. Mm-hmm. Um, be- because I'm not going to be in New York. I'm going to visit and broadcast from Israel. There I'm going to leave. I'm, an- I'm announcing it on this show. You knew about it. But uh, for security concerns, they wanted to wait until at least Friday before we made the announcement. So and there are security are. concerns. Because the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews has invited me to broadcast from Jerusalem. Uh, I'm going to visit... Gaza. I'm going to go to the Gaza envelope. Uh, there are going to be insights and interviews. Um, Israel is right now being pressured into a ceasefire, and there is uh, by, by, by whom, Mike? 
like by whom by oh, their by, by their, suppo- by by their supposed by the ally Democrats. here in America uh-huh. where we hey they're winning the war and we want them to stop this winning the war thing. I I have two reactions. I think everybody listening does because we love you and we don't want you to like die. That that it's like wow is this is this really smart? But the broadcaster in me, the American in me, the just the everything in me. I I am so proud of you. I cannot wait. And, and are we well? Here's what everybody wants to know. Will we be doing what we might call the 335 segment, I think, uh, Jerusalem time? So are you with us next week from there? Wouldn't, wouldn't miss it for the world. Of course, we'll be, we'll be every single morning. Uh, actually, so 7, yeah, it's 335 mm-hmm. Israel time. Uh, so I get to uh, sleep in a little bit uh, on my new schedule over there. But, it'll, you know, we, we, it's, a, it's a blessing to be able to go visit the kind of places where we talk about all the time. Yep. And, you know, Prager and I had five 600 people ready to go in October for yeah. a trip to Israel. Um, yeah, and then and then a little thing like a war broke out, so that scuttled that trip. But when I when I was presented with the opportunity to go, of course I, I didn't want to hesitate because to be able to see it with my own eyes, we're going to be visiting with and interviewing Gaza um, a Hamas attack survivors. We're going to talk to people who survived that fateful day on October the 7th. We're going to go to Hostage Square, which is a beautiful, beautiful tribute to the many, many hostages who are still being held yeah. in the tunnels and the caves uh, under under Gaza City. And again, we're going to visit Gaza Envelope, which is the area just outside, uh, you know, ground zero for this fighting and for this battle. Uh, and, and we're going to talk to a number of wonderful people, including Yael Eckstein of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Uh, they, they're a wonderful organization. They provide armored vehicles uh, for uh, paramedics and, uh, and first responders. They provide flak jackets, of course, essential food and supplies. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are homeless. A lot of people are. And listen, the devastation is is occurring and continuing in Gaza. Yes. I get it. And it's a war. we all are humans. Yes. It's a war and men, women and children are dying. And so to be able to broadcast over there again, it's a bit of a surprise visit. We've had to go through a ton of uh Hoops jump through a lot of because it's not easy to get there. There are no commercial flights. Well, I was going to say, how does this happen? I, I saw that United is starting some flights from Newark, in Newark to, in, you know, yep. many months down the road. So, how how yep. are you getting there? Well, El Al is the only commercial airline that is still permitted to go in and out of Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not easy. We're going to because <laughs> I don't want to bore you with all the travel. Oh, are detail, you kidding me? Because, I am. I well, am captivated well, by this. Because of uh, like Friday's return, because of rules about the Sabbath, El Al pilots can't fly during the Sabbath, no, and we're leaving are. Friday, so we're going to go through London to go pick up a Virgin Atlantic flight, and it's kind of, it's just picture John Candy and planes, trains, and automobiles, and I'm, and I'm going to have my, and I'm going to have my, I know, and I'm going to have my Steve Martin, my buddy with me, Joey Hudson's going to go with me. Joey, of course, is my dear, dear friend, mm-hmm. uh, my business manager, uh, executive director of our foundation, the, the, the Gallagher's Heroes Fallen Officer Fund, and he's going to be kind of field producer with me over there. So listen, it's going to be a a, a big adventure. Um, There were a lot of issues about uh, I, mean, I hate to be morbid here, but insurance, sure. uh, the company needed mm-hmm. the insurance provisions yeah. and security and get fitted for the flak jacket. Yeah, you sent else. me so, visuals of the uh, the protective garments uh, and it's like uh, they, they're protecting everything there, buddy. Well, they, they they don't they don't 
don't uh, play around over there. Nope. They take it very seriously, and it is a war. But to be able to bring our audience. Incredible. And, 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 Incredible. and incidentally, I've been having fun, like I said, the last couple of days with listeners guessing where I'm going. <laughs> Most of the what? successful yes. guesses have come from Dallas-Fort Worth, from your yeah. from your audience. After, I mean, after we, we get guess. past the people who think it's Disney, we, we, we can then get serious about it and figure out where well, you're Well, the best going. guess was I'm going to go to Australia to go to the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> exactly. That was, a exactly. little bit different destination, <laughs> not quite the same thing, but but anyhow. Well, so Monday we're going to be in a regular format because because of the timing. You know, I realize that. Listen, tomorrow's the South Carolina primary. This is a crucial story. Yeah, you will and still so, I mean, listen. There, there's this thing called the internet. Mike will be able to be where he is and still cover things of import here in our country. And we import. will, and we will, and we'll have a normal show on Monday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We go into full Israel mode. Mm-hmm. I'll be visiting the country. I'll be touring around with our hosts and uh, and interviewing people who, again, survived the, the uh, Hamas attacks and, and more. So Can't looking wait. forward to talking so to you. So when are you? And we just Israel. want to send prayers in your direction for safety from, you. From, from, the, from, the, from the starting blocks. When do you, you get, roughly when do you get on the plane? This weekend, this gotcha. weekend. Okay. So we got we're going to be there. We'll be there in time for Monday's show and broadcasting. And I will not miss the uh, M M&M and M experience Monday I morning, seven thirty-five Central. So what? So and, what's the Trump victory over uh, over Haley? What you want to you want to um, play? Well, I, here I'll, we go with predictions. I'll, I'll go, so I'll when go I thirty. Predict, I'll go thirty even. Thirty points even. I'm going to say twenty-five. Okay, but. But what? But she's not going anywhere. No, she course, is not. No, she which is, is not. Which is really regrettable. Incidentally, let's talk politics for a minute because mm-hmm. I want to. I want to first of all give you kudos on on your monologue about this difficult issue about the Alabama decision mm-hmm. imperiling in vitro fertilization. Mm-hmm. Did you see Matt Gates on CNN last night? Hear about him? I he did not. Absolutely, came right out against it. He said, "Nope, something's really wrong here. The people who want to have a family should have the government and uh-huh. the law on their side." The notion that discarded embryos in an IVF somehow turn these people who want children and mm, want families and want the American dream yeah. into criminals is really wrong. It's tricky. You know, it is tricky. It's complicated because, you know, if you, I'm listening to my buddy Mark Davis. You speak with your heart. Speak with your conscience. But here's the part that you left out of your great monologue a little earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. You didn't talk about the political implications of this. And they are profound. They are massive because whether we like it or not, the more we dive into this debate of, yeah. of, of, the, of this pro-life versus pro-abortion movement, yeah. we're losing votes. And so, the, you know, I know your argument is fundamentally you, you, you got to go with your conscience and what the Lord tells you and what, what guides you. Um, but on the other hand, if we never win another election, we're never going to have another pro-life legislator to legislate. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, it's going to get worse. I, and it's hurting thing, us, Mark. While you're right about that as an overview, you really are. Uh, the number of people seeking abortions is remains huge. The number of couples doing in vitro fertilization who really are not going to be able to do that anymore. This is Alabama. I don't even think a lot of other states are even thinking about doing this. Uh, it, it seems kind of microcosmic. It, uh, it, it, it can be weaponized. You're point. right. It, it is. You're totally it's right. Weaponized. And, and it's this, a, how, it, how many Republicans this weekend will be asked the question? So, Congressman, Senator, whatever, what do you think of Alabama telling all these childless couples they can't do in vitro because the embryo well, is a kid? Matt Gates is pro-life. Absolutely. And he was asked about it on CNN. And yep. again, let me quote from his answer. Mm-hmm. He says, "Pro-life means being pro-IVF." 
I've worked side by side with progressive Democrats like Sarah Jacobs, he said, to make sure our military members can have access to IVF in the event of deployment or other challenges to family formation. So you're always going to find me on the side of family formation, not against family formation. He said, I believe Mm -hmm. the Alabama legislature ought to amend their law so that the IVF can occur safely in the Yellow Hammer State. I I, I kind of agree with him, You know the other side of that, and I caught it full full sail yesterday, and that's a good one, and that is that, look, just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. It is God who creates children with a a system that he created for us biologically, and our ability to put stuff into a Petri dish and keep it on ice and and then bring it out, and that doesn't mean that that is morally correct. If it involves the disposal of fertilized embryos, which are the building blocks of human life, that too is stuff that God made, and it should not be treated like yesterday's newspaper. That's not a bad point either. And I'm kind of closer to Matt than the point I just described, but I just want to tell you that that point I got that in droves yesterday, and those people are not wrong either. You you informed me. You you said something today that got me thinking about the fact that it is at least a – if it's not a growing life, it's frozen in a petri dish. Right. See, I did some research this week after the Alabama Supreme Court ruled the way they did, and learned that an embryo is capable of producing a heartbeat at four weeks into gestation. So, because well, that talk- is more than an embryo at that point, it is a growing baby. Absolutely, but that's by definition an embryo. An embryo has the functionality of being able to produce a heartbeat once now, implanted. Once, once implanted. Right. Well, right. after fertilization. But as you pointed out, this is a frozen kind of suspended in time, if you will, uh, you know, yeah. uh, fertilized embryo. And is that the same thing? It's, it's not it's not living now. It's yeah. not it's not producing a heartbeat in a frozen state. So that's where you I, I had one uh, of those aha moments yeah. as I was dodging the rocks on the Howard Franklin Bridge <laughs> Coming this morning off the trucks. <laughs> when you said, hey, it's it's frozen. It's yeah. not it's not like it's in the womb growing yeah. and becoming a human being. It's yeah. but but again, right off the bat, nine text messages. First of all, a lot of people praying for the trip next week, and thank you, everybody, for saying those, those kind words, and, and God's got this, and we're going to be in good hands, and we're going to be very safe, and we'll be very careful, but a lot of text messages saying, Mike, Mark, an embryo is a baby human. Uh, an embryo mm-hmm. is a life. Uh, you, it's a slippery slope, and you're going, and you got this yesterday. That, that, a ton of it. slippery slope. People who realize that it was not living, growing, you know, gestating, but they, they're very wary of the disposability of the building block of human life and I get and I'm it. a bit wary of Matt it. and I'm a bit wary of Matt Gates saying that pro-life means pro because yeah, because boy a whole lot of people are there to say yeah, well, really then why then why does Catholicism frown on it so mm-hmm. well, such is life man such travels, is life. my friend I, I can't wait to hear today's show and I I'm really just trying can't to figure wait. out what shows to binge I got to load up some shows on my I mean I just finished it two 12 weeks hours ago. on a plane the bear the bear, the bear. Okay. jeremy allen white as a as a high level restaurateur uh your tv offerings your tv suggestions are suspect all that i give Maisel you is great thing. stuff and all you That's, do is spit on them i just what's the matter with you Maisel thing so, that was so look, bad give oh. this one give this one a try if you're not hooked in two the episodes bear. tell me the bear uh, the guy comes right. back to gritty chicago because his brother dies leaves him a gritty sandwich shop and he says you know what i'm going to turn this restaurant into something special and the characters we surround himself with the incredible Iowa Debris, uh, the actor, I forget his name, who plays his, uh, his cousin, 
unbelievable cast directing Got everything. It. The Bear, one of the I'm greatest things on TV. All right, I'm safe travels. By the way, quick, and by the way, quick, quick documentary recommendation yes. for our Doc fans. Story about the Cow Sills last night I watched. Lord. The Cow Sills, well, they were the basis of the yes. Partridge family, right? Yes, of course. But they were a real band with a and a monster father yeah, who man. beat the kids, and they threw the mother up there who became Shirley Jones What's the name in of the it? TV form. Right. But what a crazy story they have. What's, so, the, name What's the name of it? You know? It's uh the uh, growing up cow sills or something. It was just a documentary <laughs> okay, I'll find it, about, but you know the cow sills, <laughs> right? Course. They did hair, yes, and they did some of these. Great, they had like five hits, yep. and what a family! Oof, right. What I a will story! Check it out. I love that stuff. All right, someday man. there'll be a documentary, Mark and Mike. There will uh, indeed. Chapter one. We're ready. <laughs> See to you go. Monday from Jerusalem. Can't wait. Mike is with you today at ten in his normal enclave, and Israel on Monday. Can't wait. Seven fifty three. Into the way, 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 way back machine. Somewhere there's music. 1940. Had to have something of this theme. I was going to do Fly Me to the Moon, but everybody's been doing it. There you go. Benny Goodman and his orchestra with Helen Forrest on the vocal from December of 1940. How high the moon. For the Odysseus mission, successful unmanned landing, we'll let Helen and Benny and the band take us out and into the next hour where adventures await. Mark Davis, 660 AM, The Answer. Stick around, give us a call, 866-660-5759. It's Friday. Glad we're together. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.